Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Happy Friday, y'all, and welcome back to another episode here on GEMS Podcast. I am your host, Genesis Amaris Kemp, the host with the mostest, and today you will be hearing from Nate Palmer. He is incredible, y'all. Nate is the go-to fitness and nutrition expert for busy business owners, y'all. So if you're busy, he has a solution for you. Nate believes that being incredible shape gives a massive advantage in business, focus, and relationship. He also happens to be a dad, husband, and the number one best-selling author of the Million Dollar Body Method. Nate helps business owners, entrepreneurs, and busy dads improve their physique, finances, and family time using fitness and nutrition as force multipliers. And if you want to find out more, we'll plug all that info at the end. But today we're going to really unpack um, health and fitness as a whole. And he's going to give us some tactical um, tips as well as some mindset tips to really get you to the level that you want to be at whenever it comes to your overall health and your fitness regimen. So without further ado, welcome Nate Palmer. Genesis, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm really excited to be here. My pleasure. So Nate, let's start off with a little bit more background about you, because we all know a bio is just a bio, right? What made you really jump into the health and fitness area that you're in now? So when I I first started getting into physical culture and like wanting to work out, not because I was some stud athlete or like, you know, captain of the football team, Uh, what happened was my house got broken into when I was 12. And I was home alone. My mom had just dropped off my sisters at the at their school. So I grabbed a uh, steak knife and went and hid under my bed and locked my door. And I heard the guy coming down the hallway and I was just so, so scared as a 12 year old. And I'm okay. I did not die in this instance, Genesis. So just in case you were wondering, um, I didn't, um, I, I, at that point though, I realized I don't want anyone to ever be able to take my autonomy away. I don't want to feel powerless like that again. And so my, my brain kind of immediately went to like, well, you're obviously not like strong enough or big enough or powerful enough or whatever. So you need to get more muscles and the more muscles you have and the more neck tattoo you have and the bigger your beard is, that means no one will ever mess with you again. And that was my, like kind of my inspiration, I guess, my push to get into, get into shape. And I know that a lot of people maybe didn't have that experience, but it's, I think for a lot of us though, it's truly like a running away from something, right? Like I was running away from fear, from powerlessness, from like, from having no, um, like just not having autonomy in my own life. But I think a lot of us run away from insecurity and from, you know, feelings of like, like not having enough worth. And I think all those things can be a great way of propelling us into a health and fitness lifestyle, but they're not sustainable. If you want to keep this like keep this going long-term we have eventually transitioned it to being something really positive. So yeah, fast forward a couple, like a decade or whatever, uh, I was graduating from college and I just, I just loved this stuff. I was always reading about it. I shirked all my, co- my college classes in order to study fitness and nutrition and, and training and that sort of thing. And when I got out of school, I was like, well, what should I do um, with my life? Right. And I was like, well, I'll just be a personal trainer until I figure out what I want to do. 
And I loved it. I loved connecting with people. I loved helping people start seeing like what it feels like to not just like lose weight, but to actually be strong and able. Really liked like, you know, seeing a, seeing these ladies who've like been thought that like they like, you know, weights are going to make them bulky, you know, nail a pull up for the first time or deadlift 200 pounds and be like, I'm like so powerful. And I thought that was just so much fun that I've been, I just kind of stuck in this and, you know, evolved over time. Definitely have my philosophies have changed. My deliveries changed, my job descriptions changed, but uh, I just love the, I love the, like the, the physical culture. I love talking about nutrition. I love using those two things as a way of upgrading our, our abilities in life. That's super cool and dope. And I love to hear how much passion is in your voice when you talk about this topic, because you just see how you light up and glow whenever you talk about health and fitness and nutrition and for you to love it so much that you were, you would share this knowledge and knowledge and expertise with your family members, your friends, as well as when you were in school, did you end up getting a degree in like kinesiology or nutrition or something like that? Nope. Business and psychology. Why didn't you do, uh, choose something that was in the health and fitness space? Just out of curiosity. Um, I didn't really know that that's what I, the direction I wanted to go. And by the time I was like, oh, this is, this would be good. I was like, I took my, all my credits to my, like, you know, my, my guidance counselor. I was like, what can I get for these? Like, you know, like I was at Chuck E. Cheese, like how many, I got all these tickets. What can I get? And they're like, oh man, one of those fuzzy dice probably. And I was like, okay, I guess sign me up for one of those. They're like, like, cause like my senior year of, of college was just this, it was just a rotten experience. <laughs> I did 45 units that like my senior year I took, I took like, cause my instructor had been like, oh yeah, you can graduate this year. And then I came in and she was like, oh, forgot to tell you, you got to take another two years of Spanish classes since you changed your degree. And I was like two years, I will only have one semester to do that. So I got it done, figured it out, but it was not, it was not the most fun. So I was like, let me get out of here. I'll figure the rest out later. Like I'm, but I'm out. That makes sense. And so we know whenever somebody is thinking about exercising, some people hate exercising and some people love it because the people that hate it, they see it as a chore or it's another thing that they have to put on their to-do list. So whenever you come into contact with those individuals, how can you get them to see that it shouldn't be seen as a chore, but you should find something that you like to do fitness-wise and allow that activity to motivate them to really jumpstart their overall health and wellness journey? That's a great question. And I think if I had a really good answer to that, I'd be a lot wealthier. But it's so hard when you come in and people are like, I hate exercise. And it's like, well, well why? And it turns out they had like a bad experience. They didn't like PE. They just never really started. They never really had that positive experience with like, I moved around, I did a hike, I went on a run. I felt so good afterwards. They never got that. So one of the things we got to do is we've got to like, as when I, especially when I was a personal trainer, cause I started as a personal trainer in 2008, did that basically like face-to-face -face work until 2015 and been online ever since. So trying to get people to find something they enjoy. So like, whether that's pickleball or, you know, like, Maybe it's TRX exercises. Maybe you like hit classes. Maybe you like going to CrossFit. Maybe you like hiking, you know, like, but finding something that you're like, oh, I dig this. I get done and I feel good. So like trying out a couple of different things, throwing some stuff at a wall and seeing what sticks there. But then I also think there's a maturity aspect to this. Like if you're so like spot into like the fitness idea that two French fries equals 14 burpees and, and my, my food cost exercise and exercise is a punishment because I ate a muffin. You're never going to have fun doing this. It's always going to feel like a chore for you. 
So that's why I love working with business owners and entrepreneurs, because sometimes I don't know the answer to this question. So a lot of people will come in and be like, I don't like exercise. And I'll just be like, I'm not your guy then. Like, I, I can't help you work through a lot of these mental things. You've got some stuff going on. You probably need to talk to someone about that, but like, I'm not your guy. But if I can tell to take someone who's like an entrepreneur or a business owner, I go, listen, you might not love Bulgarian split squats like I do. You might not love talking about the hip angle of the Romanian deadlift, how to act, activate your biceps femoris. But what I know you do love is making money. You love growing your business. You love how like, you know, being able to get home at four o'clock to your kids. Like, I know you love those things. So if we can take exercise and use it as a conduit to facilitate the things you actually love in life, then you're gonna stay with it. So it's not so much about like having fun doing exercise. It's like, hey, I'm having fun in this because I know what it leads to long-term. Yeah, that makes sense. And it starts with a mindset there. And you have to really have that paradigm shift because I like to tell people, if you want to have that wealth, how are you going to enjoy your wealth if you're not healthy and you're laying up somewhere in the hospital or sitting up in a doctor's office? That's not conducive. So you have all this money and you can't really enjoy it how you choose to enjoy it. So you're just like paying other people to take care of you. That's not a quality lifestyle. Have you heard this quote? A man with his health has a thousand dreams. The man without has only one. No, I have not. I love that. It's my, it's like, I think about that a lot. You know, I also think about like, you know, you ever, you ever like slam your thumb in a door or you're like plugged up your nose, like you like your nostrils plugged up and you're like, oh. remember the good old days when I wasn't plugged up, you know? we don't understand like how amazing it is our, our, like how amazing our bodies are, how amazing it is to be able to move around. And you take someone who's like a paraplegic or was in an accident or paralyzed or whatever. And you're like, yeah. you're like, I don't like exercise. I don't like moving around. You sound like the biggest piece of shit on the planet, you know? Cause you, sometimes we don't know what we have, we have until it's gone. You know, like, you know, you don't think about, Oh, I'm breathing through my nose. It feels great until you can't do it anymore. Then you're like, that's the only thing I want to do. So just having a little bit more of a mature perspective on that. And I love what you said about like, yeah, you know, what's, what's money worth if you're laying up in a hospital bed? What is that? Like, where, there's no value to it. You, you think you're successful? You're not. My, uh, what my cousin's, uh, my cousin's dad just died like, like a couple months ago. And he was 64. He'd done his whole, his whole life. He would have been like, I'm going to work till I'm 65. I'm going to retire. I'm going to take my family to the Bahamas. Like that's like, that was his whole dream. He did it like 30 years. He worked his ass off to do this freak accident died at 64. You're just not, you're just not like you're nothing's promised. Right? So like, if you're, if you're always like, Oh, I'm going to work, I'm going to work, I'm going to work. I'm going to put in the work. I'm going to do these things. And then eventually I'm going to get there. And then you get there and you're like, well, I can't walk up this flight of stairs because I'm 30, 50, 60 pounds overweight. Like, you didn't do it right. You did it wrong. You know? Yeah. And I would encourage people that you don't, um, you don't just do it for your family. You do it for yourself because your body is your temple and you only have one of them. So you have to be mindful of what you put into your body. Cause if you put junk in, then expect to get junk results. If you put foods in that are nutritious and et cetera, they're going to prolong your life and you're going to have that longevity. And I want to um, dive into some tactical tips that we can offer the listeners and viewers, Nate, because if you want to be able to reap, then you need to know what you're sowing and where you're sowing it. So are you sowing your time in the gym? Are you sowing your time going for a walk? Are you sowing your time around journaling, just practicing that mindfulness, meditating, 
or getting alone with yourself and being one with your thoughts and promoting that positivity. Where are you spending your time? What are you putting in your body? And are you yielding the results? Yeah, I like that a lot. And that's a good question because you can't, you can outsource a lot of things in this life. You know, you're a podcaster, you understand this. You can outsource podcast editing. You can outsource some social media development. You can outsource a lot of things. I just put up a post on Upwork. That was like, I need 50 social media posts based off of these texts. Go ahead and like, just get back to me. But you cannot outsource push-ups. You cannot outsource your cardio. You cannot outsource going for a walk. You cannot outsource meditating. A lot of us think that those things are not important, but like really at the end of the day, no matter where you're at, what you're doing, who you are, those things are going to provide the foundation, the cornerstone. So if you're not putting the time in, and I like, I like how you said, like, you can't, like, if you can't reap, you can't, you can't harvest the work you didn't do. Right. So you got to make sure that you are like laying the foundation. And a lot of us think, Hey, we're busy, right? I'm so busy. I can't, I just can't, uh, like, how am I going to fit in meditation? I'm so busy. How am I going to fit in going to the gym? I can't get like, I can't go five times a week for an hour and a half too busy. Number one, something's always better than nothing, right? Three times a week for 20 minutes, much better than than one time a week for 90 minutes and then nothing else for the rest of the month. Then also, I think that if you are actually like, if this is actually a priority for you, it's not, you're not just paying lip service to it. It's something that you actually want because we want our audio and our video to match up, right? If our audio says this, but our video shows us sitting on the couch, watching Netflix, chilling, eating popcorn, like we're out of, we're out of sync, right? So you need to make sure that it is a priority. And here's one of the most powerful tools to making sure something's a priority, cell phone. Put this into your calendar. If something's important, it goes into the calendar. If it's not important, it, 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 you know, it's like, oh yeah, I gotta do that. I gotta, I'll get, I'll get to it. No, put it on the calendar. Wake up 30 minutes earlier. Do the little things that other people are, are not gonna do that's gonna cause you to separate yourself. Because if it's not on the calendar, especially for us people who are, we got busy, we run our lives by our calendar. We have a, we have a podcast at, at 12 and then we have something else at one and then we're doing a lunch and then we're going to this thing. You know, if you run your life by your calendar and there's something that you say is important that's not on there, then it's not important. Hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you don't care that much then if it's not there. Yeah, those are facts because everything that I do, I put it on my calendar. And I guess it's from all of my years in corporate. I spent 15 years in corporate, 12 in oil and gas and energy, and then now doing entrepreneurship. And whenever you become the CEO of your life, you have to put things in place. The calendar is your accountability partner, but it is also a way to establish boundaries with people who have access to your calendar. And it also sets the tone and respect is there because if you respect me enough, respect my calendar, respect my time commitments. If you don't respect me, don't try to break into my schedule if I'm not trying to break into yours. Mm. And then you also have to make sure that whenever something does pop up in your calendar that you do action it. Don't just say, oh yeah, I'll get to it later because later may never come. So you really have to zero in. And for those of you who may be struggling with getting up and breaking out of your habits, find a picture of how you envision yourself to look 
or where you envision to go and get that vision board going and put it somewhere that you know you're going to see on a daily basis, like the refrigerator. You're always going to go into your refrigerator daily, your mirror, because if you brush your teeth, hopefully everyone brushes their teeth multiple times a day, it's going to be out in front of you and it's going to be laser clear and it's going to be your focal point because it's going to be a constant reminder. Like for example, we have upstairs in our house. So the days where it's muggy outside, I'll go up and down the stairs a few times or I'll find a YouTube video where I can work out or whatnot. Don't make excuses because all excuses are, are just pushing you further and further back. And then Nate, I want to know, um, in your journey, do you meal prep? Because that's another thing that busy people can start to do so they don't have to worry about meals and they can take the time that they would spend preparing a meal to actually go out and work out for 30 minutes to 45 minutes. Yeah, that's a great, great question. And I'm glad you brought that up because I think meal prep is like one of the most important things. But I don't like doing it in the traditional way. I like doing it in a better way that involves a lot more tacos. Because I feel like anything meal prep, everyone thinks, oh man, well, I got to go make a bunch of chicken and I got to get some asparagus and put them into a Tupperware. And by day five, I don't want to eat it anymore. It's disgusting. You know, like, and that, that's what we think. Like, so you got to show up at grandma's house with like ground turkey and rice. And everyone's like, this is horrible. But I really think that having rather than a meal prep or more of like a batch prep idea, that is something that's going to give you a lot more like bang for your buck. And it's going to allow you to also um, eat different types of meals. So when I say batch prep, what I think about is not necessarily like preparing like one meal 10 times, but preparing a ton of a protein. So I use chicken thighs, chicken thighs are better than chicken breasts. And it's not even close. If you're not, if you're not down with the chicken thighs, like get down with them right now, because it's going to make your life just way better. So I'll, I'll cook 20 chicken thighs on the barbecue or one time. You know, we'll, we'll, my family will eat like eight and I'll have 12 left over. So then the next night I'll chop those up. I'll throw those into some like tikka masala sauce with some peas. I got a little rice. Now I got, now I had tacos one night. Then I have tikka masala the next night. And the next time I'm going to do a fried rice. You know, so I have three different nights of meals that are all hitting favorable macros for me, having a high protein, like healthy carbs and a lot of vegetables in there. And I haven't, and my prep time on each meal, now that I've already cooked them one time is like 10 minutes. So I'm making great, healthy meals that my family like that are not boring in 10 minutes per night. I got, I got two kids at home too. So like, like, this is just critically important because otherwise it's going to like you, like, especially for us who are like, Oh, I gotta make the kids food. I gotta make my food. And my husband's eating something different. And like all those different things going on, this is going to save your life and probably your marriage too. I'm not, a, I'm not a relationship guy, but probably. Those are facts because I absolutely hate cooking, but the reason why is because my husband is a chef. So I don't need to cook when my husband is a chef. But what I've learned now, whenever you become a mother is you have to learn how to do certain things so your husband gets a break. So now I learned baking stuff, whether it's baking salmon, baking chicken or whatnot, because I could put a meal together to bake in the oven for 30 minutes. I could watch TV or I could do the laundry and I'm spreading out my time without just being so consumed standing over a stove, you know? Totally, and yeah. I guess another- although, although I'm, I'm gonna fight you a little bit on like, you need to, as a wife, like figure out times that like ways to make your husband's life easier. Like, I don't know if this, I don't know if this is the case across the board, but my wife is a insane person. She is a rock star. Like 
like even if we had a competition to see who like does more for the family like i've been behind for seven years and i'm not like i'm not catching up so like i'm always like how do i how do i do the one thing like so one this doesn't do anything with fitness at all but when i was first getting married in 2011 um i reached out to some people and was like give me some give me some like marriage advice and one guy said to me pick something that's typically like a female dominated role, whether that's cooking or cleaning or washing dishes, or whatever else. And then he's like, and own it, do that for the rest of your life. And I, so I try to do that with washing dishes. So. Oh, nice. That's cool. See, I've cut the grass one time whenever my husband was traveling, but then I chose to do it because it was a physical activity. And I was like, Oh, since I'm not going to the gym, I might as well just cut the grass. And plus I didn't want to pay the yard man because sometimes they don't follow directions. And I'm very anal. If I tell you to do something, I need you to do it because you're getting paid to do it. Um, Another thing too, that is also very important when it comes to your health and wellness is hydration. A lot of people forget to take time to hydrate and drink water. And so a quick fun tip that I like to do is take your body weight and divide it by two. And that's the number of ounces you need on a daily basis to make sure your body is staying hydrated. Because if you're not hydrating yourself, then you could easily hit that period of burnout and be fatigued. Do you agree or disagree with that, Nate? I, I, I definitely agree that water is important. I think that's almost still too complicated for people. Cause then they're like, well, it's summer or it's winter. Or I'm working, I'm in the, like, I'm like, you know, I'm in Port, like Portland versus Arizona. You know, like I tell people drink a gallon of water. They're like, that's a lot. I'm like, drink a gallon of water. Most of the time people aren't getting close to that. So even if we try to get that a little bit, like a little bit better, I'm trying to hit about a gallon and a half every single day. Cause it's hot here, but like most people should be drinking about a gallon of water. So I like to make that just like, what's the easiest thing? How do I, because I feel like we, we're losing the fight on obesity. We're losing the fight on health. How do we make this so, so simple for people? Okay, that's, that's cool. A gallon a day. And then for those who don't like the taste of water, which to me, it doesn't really have a taste is I would encourage you to put fruits in it and you could diffuse your water, whether you're putting strawberries, um, berries, blueberries or whatnot. Cause I did that for a while and it helped me consume more water. And I want to talk about um, fitness and nutrition for kids because sometimes people do it for themselves but they fail to get their kids active. And we see so many times that kids are just laying up in the house playing video games. And a lot of kids aren't playing outdoors as we used to back in the day. So what are some ways that we could interact with the younger ones while we're practicing our fitness, they're also getting, you know, some activity in as well. Yeah, I've heard that kids don't hear as much as they catch. So I'm always trying to have my kids catch me in in activities that I think are beneficial for them. I want my kids to catch me meditating. I want my kids to catch me reading. I want my kids to catch me working out. So like, I try to do some of that stuff at the house. I try to take them on walks. I, I put them into the back of like the little carrier thing and I take them on bike rides. So I'm always trying to like figure out how like, you know, even if it takes longer to get places, how can we just showcase for them over and over for the, like for their entire life that exercise is not just like a, a, like a 30 minutes per day. And then we go back to sitting down. Like it's, it's a lifestyle. We want to make sure that we're always, we're always moving and we're always creating and celebrating our bodies and what we're capable of. So like, I, I I'd say like, you know, rather than trying to tell kids like, hey, let's do this or enrolling them in like, Hey, you're going to play laser tag or whatever. I can show them, get them involved. Kids want like, um, I got little kids. So maybe when my kids hit like 14, 15, they're not going to want to hang out with me anymore. But right now, 
they they kids spell love t-i-m-e and so like they don't care what we're doing they just want to hang out with me in the backyard my my daughter goes hey dad I'm like what she's like let's party it out again and i was like what, what does that mean she goes play that song i look good by ot genesis I'm like, you're crazy and i like you so we listened to ot genesis in the backyard and then we just dance and it's amazing oh nice a dance party <laughs> So she says, let's party it out though. And I think that's so funny. And that's cool because she's getting in her activity. She's yeah. spending time with you and y'all are doing it together. So Nate, if you had to meet somebody and they came up to you and said, Nate, I really want to work with you, man, like you're, you're killing it. Give me um, your top 10 things, health and nutrition wise to help me get going. What would those be? Not 10. Wow. Okay. Well, do you want to do five? <laughs> Um, how about this? So in my book, Million Dollar Body Method, I talk about the seven daily investments. Okay. okay. Well, so I'll give you seven. How about that? Maybe okay. oh, let's do eight. Let's round it up to the nearest cool number, which is eight. Okay, cool. Number one, start off your day with a with a morning routine that fits you. I have a high ROI morning routine in that, in that book. It takes about two minutes and it's always going to get you rocking and rolling. Two glasses of water in the morning, 60 seconds of explosive exercise, jump rope, push-ups, jumping jacks, something that's going to get your blood moving. 60 seconds, that's all you need. Number two, have a high protein, high fat breakfast. That's what's going to get your energy going for the day. It's going to help you burn more fat. You're going to feel good. Number three, um, have a high protein, high vegetable lunch. Number four, drink a gallon of water per day. Number five, um, write down your three most critical tasks at the end of every day for tomorrow. I call that the final deposit. It's good to like close the lid on your day and then know exactly what the, what the activities that are going to take you to the next level tomorrow are going to be. Um, number five, move, train at least 20 minutes every single day. Get a sweat going. Number six, eat a dinner that's high in protein, carbs, and vegetables. We move all the carbs to the end of the day. It's going to help you sleep better. You're going to, you're going to wake up feeling more rested. It's fantastic. And then number seven is. Uh-oh, what's number seven? <laughs> Did I say seven already? I think I said, I think I said all seven. You said you were going to round it to eight. And you know, eight is the number of new beginnings. So with eight being new beginnings, today is your new beginning to start your health and fitness journey. So I said, morning routine, breakfast, lunch, dinner, final deposit, liquid assets, drink a gallon of water, train. That's seven right there. And then the eighth one I was going to say is fast, 24 hours every single week. I'm a big fan of, of prolonged fasting. I like it better than I like uh, intermittent fasting. So the prolonged fast, if you could do a 24 hour fast per every single week, it's going to help with longevity. It's going to help with your energy. It's going to help resetting your body to its natural, like its natural state where you don't have to feel like you're having to like fill yourself up all the time. Our stomachs get stretched out because we eat such um, like poor quality food, food all the time. So rounding up to eight, I would throw a fasting in there once per week. Fasting once per week. And it has to be a consecutive 24 hours. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I like to go like I'll eat dinner tonight and then I won't eat till dinner tomorrow. Easy. Okay. Do you have to, um, do you drink any water to just make sure that you're staying hydrated or just absolute fast with nothing? Water, green tea, black coffee, no creamers, nothing with calories in it. Um, but having coffee on a day where you're fasting. Oh yeah. Feels great. Brain is exploding. It's awesome. Okay. Awesome. And as we wind down, Nate, I want you to tell the listeners and viewers how they could connect with you personally on social media and plug your website. And then leave us with your CTA. If they don't remember anything else from this segment, what would your call to action be for them to do? 
Um, so if you want to connect with me on social media, go to Instagram. I'm on there, Million Dollar Body Method. It's a good place to connect with me. If you want to jump into a Facebook community filled with like kind of like-minded individuals, go to joinnatesgroup.com. And if you wanted to like see my, my strategy around meal prep and batch prep, I actually just created a product called a uh, meal prep mastery. And you can go get there by going to weekly meal prep recipes.com. We'll take you to the, to that page. And your call to action, Nate. Call to action. I would say that's probably a good call to action, but if you want to check out the book, you can grab it on Amazon or you can go to get natesbook.com and I'll send you a free, a free version. So I'll send you the, either the Kindle or the PDF version. You can check that out. So join natesgroup.com, get natesbook.com, weekly meal prep recipes.com, any of those great place to connect. And I also post a lot of memes on Instagram. So think about that. And there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Genesis Amariskan, and you just heard the fitness and nutrition expert, Nate Palmer. All of his contact information will be in the show notes, so read, read, read. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast where you're listening, and follow us on YouTube, GEMS with Genesis Amariskan, for the video component. Until we chat next time, peace love, and lots of blessings. And remember, you are your biggest asset. So stop second guessing yourself. Step outside of your comfort zone. Rise up to the level that you want to be and pull your life in by your own terms. Get in the driver's seat because tomorrow is not promised, but you can take actions today to secure a better future. Ciao. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcast.